Do you feel like your first sale might have been a fluke? Did you get a couple of clients and then nothing? Getting consistent sales from a small audience is a completely different ball game than what you see other big influencers play. And in this episode, I'm going to break down the things that I need to be doing consistently in order to get clients anytime I want. This is what you should be doing too. Hi, I'm your host, Ina Coveney. Every Monday, I bring you an interview with a successful online coach where we uncover their true startup story and we wrap it up with a companion episode on Thursdays, this one right here, where I teach you three things that our guest is doing very right in their business and you should start doing right right now. At this moment, we are in the off season. This means that I'm hard at work recording all those interviews from the top coaches you want to hear from. So until the next season kicks off, it will just be you and me every Thursday to keep your business moving. And today our focus will be on three things you can do to get clients consistently, even when you have a small audience. This is what I do to get clients year round, even before hitting 1000 followers on any platform. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts while wondering, what's an off season anyway? And when will the next season begin? I love your excitement. The answer is May of 2022. You'll want to keep your ears perked for more amazing interviews in May of 2022. And now that I answered that burning question, please head over to the review section and leave us a five-star review and say something nice. It really helps support the show. And thanks. Welcome to The Global Phenomenon, the podcast about online coaching, the inspiring new career path responsible for multiple self-made millionaires, opening the doors for experts and professionals like you and me to stop living paycheck to paycheck and design a rich and abundant life with one purpose, to help others. I'm your host, Ina Coveney, six-figure entrepreneur and business coach. Listen for lessons and strategies that will turn you into the next global phenomenon. Today's episode begins now. If you've been in business for at least the last couple of years, chances are you have already made some sales. Chances are you've already had people agree to work with you in some way, shape or form. Maybe you've done trades. Maybe you've done, you know, like bartering, right? Bartering for services. Maybe you've done it. You've done work for donations. Maybe you've done work for free just because you want to build up your confidence and you want to build your program and you want to build your methodology. Maybe you've actually gotten paid for it. But the sales have not been consistent. They don't keep coming. It's not like you started offering something and somebody took you up on it and all of a sudden the floodgates opened and now everybody wants your services, right? You were so happy to get that first sale. You were so excited about it. And then just kind of flopped. It's just kind of slow down. Nothing else happened. It took months even for you to maybe even get another client. And you're starting to wonder, what is it that I'm doing here? What, why aren't sales coming consistently? I thought that once people discovered what this is, they would be knocking on my door to do this. So this is what we're here to talk about today. If you felt like that first sale or those first few sales were a fluke and they just didn't happen again, there are a few things that people like you and me 
people with a tiny audience need to keep in mind that people with a large audience, honestly, they don't. They don't have to worry about this. If I had a big audience I, to fill my program, all I would have to do is just put it out there, put a deadline on it, and then I would get people in. And then I could get working with my clients and then I open the cart again, right? And that's how I fund my business. I just get clients because I have a large audience. But with a small audience, that's not always going to be the case. And it doesn't, like me, like I have a business where I get recurring income. I have a business where when I open my cart, I get clients. But even then, it's not that easy. If I did nothing but just open my cart and tell people about the offer and then close the cart, I would probably not get anybody in. There are other things that I need to be doing in order to create that excitement for the program, in order to get people to be aware of the program, right? There are a lot of things that I need to be doing. So that's what I wanted to talk to you about today, that with a small audience, it's not as easy as just following the lead of large audience accounts. We have to do and think, you have to think differently and do things differently. So today I want to cover three things that you should be doing if you have a small audience and you want to get consistent sales. Are you ready? Let's do this. Number one, continuously strive for meeting your ideal client in person. And in person is like in air quotes, right? It could be over DMs. We're doing all of this online. I do not mean in person. This is a pandemic. A lot of people are still squeamish about getting together in large groups. I totally get it. So when I say in person, I mean personally. I mean always be striving for talking to your ideal client every single week, meeting somebody new who meets your ideal client criteria. So this is one that most people overlook, that it's not just about engaging with everybody. It's not just going through my followers list and just talking to everybody and see how their day was and what they had for breakfast. That's not what it's about. If I look at my followers list, I have already developed kind of like a sixth sense for who would be my ideal client because they have a particular kind of profile, a particular kind of followership, a particular kind of words that they use, a particular frequency of posting, right? I can look at a profile and say, I feel like I could help this person. And that's really the feeling that you're going for because I do have clients whose followers or their ideal clients would most likely have a private account. And I totally hear you. Private accounts are a challenge because you can't see much. There, there isn't much to interact with there. But it is possible to chat with private accounts. In fact, on Instagram, you might not realize this because the button is not available when you go to their profile, right? If you go to somebody's profile, you're just going to see follow, but you're not going to see the button that says message. But if you go to Messenger in Instagram, and you click on the start new conversation, you can type anybody's account and you can send them a message. So it is not impossible to engage with private accounts, but I totally hear you. Private accounts can be a challenge, but if that's where your meat and, meat and potatoes, not meat and, your bread and butter is with private accounts, you will find a way to really identify who are your ideal clients in those accounts, okay? So that, that's the first thing you need to develop is that litmus test. When I look at an account, when I look at a profile, 
Do you know if this is someone that you can help? You might not know if they're your ideal client yet. You will not know that until you talk to them. But it's a good place to start. I already know that a man who doesn't have a business is not going to be my ideal client. I already know that. So there's no reason for me to keep those followers around to tell you the truth, let alone engage with them, right? So I know who are the people that this is going to be a great conversation and who are the people that are like, I'm just going to pass and keep on moving along because you only have so much time, okay? So when I say you need to be continuously striving for meeting your ideal client in person, with the caveat of, you know, in person, online, personally. That means that you got to start conversations with people who are in your sphere and continuously look for that needle in the haystack. Look for people who are going to meet your ideal client criteria and talk to them. What are they going through? What is it that they need? Have they ever worked with people like you in the past? What is their trepidation? of working with coaches? What is it that they're thinking? What is, what is going on in their life that might prevent them from investing in your program? You got to be talking to them all the time. It's not, you can't just check a box saying that, hey, I talked to this person. It's about really looking for that needle in the haystack, looking for those ideal clients and making sure you're talking to them and meeting them every single week. Let's go to number two. This is the number two consideration that you need to be keeping in mind when you have a small audience and you want consistent sales. And that is that you always have to be promoting something. Now, this is probably one of the hardest ones for us as new entrepreneurs to wrap our heads around because we don't want to appear salesy, right? We get bombarded with DMs from people all the time wanting to sell us our services, Right, telling us like, hey, if you are looking for this, it looks like you might be going through this. Can you you come to my Facebook group, right? We get those all the time. So we don't want to be them. We kind of have to realize, though, that the reason we are online is because we're a business. It's because we have an offer. It's because we have something to offer. So if I'm engaging with people and I'm having great conversations, but I'm refusing to lead them into my offer, then I'm not doing a very good job as a business person because I'm just going out there and being social, which is great. It's part of your business, but you're here to help people, not just to hang out with people. So you got to always be promoting something. Now, that promotion doesn't have to be a paid offer. Right now, it just so happens that I am in the end of my sales cycle for my Get Clients First program, right? And if you go to getclientsmembership.com, you will know where I am in the cycle because either the wait list will be open or the program information will be up there for you to sign up right away, right? So I'm always, I can always be promoting that, but if I'm in wait list period, I may choose to promote something else. I may choose to promote my 100 engagement post ideas for coaches, which is a free guide. And you can all get it at 100postideas.com, right? You, I can go and promote that. I can promote the fact that I go live on Instagram every single Monday. I'm there at 2 o'clock Eastern time. You're going to see me online on Instagram. That's something I can promote. So you should always be 
you, you should always have something that you can offer. Okay? Never let there be a period where you're not offering something. Even if you're like in your nurture period, even if you're like, okay, I'm going to open the cart in two weeks, so I should spend these two weeks just nurturing the heck out of my audience. Great. But how are you going to turn them into leads? How are you going to qualify them as leads? What are you going to do? Are you going to let them get into your mailing list? Are you going to let them engage with you? Are you going to ask for DMs? Are you going to give them the link to your masterclass so that they sign up so that two weeks from now they're already in. What are you going to do? You got to have an invitation. So that is number two in getting consistent sales is always guiding people to what their next step with you should be. Whatever that is in your sales cycle. Let's go to number three. The final thing you should be doing if you want to get consistent sales with a small audience is you gotta get out of your comfort zone and start talking about what you know about in other people's spaces. You gotta go out there and find podcasts. You gotta go out there and find Facebook groups that speak to your audience. You gotta get out there and speak from a, from a, from a standpoint of authority, right? So if our follower count does not elevate our authority because we have 300, 400, 500, then something else has to speak authority to our audience. Something else has to tell our audience that we know what we're doing, we know what we're talking about. For some of us, the aesthetic of our feed is a great way to elevate authority. If you go to my feed, you can tell that it's not an amateur feed, right? That's one way to elevate my authority. You can see that I know what I'm talking about. Another way is you see me speak on Instagram and you see me speak with confidence that I know what I'm talking about. You see me interviewing Pat Flynn, Laura Belgray, John Lee Dumas in my podcast and you're like, she must be an authority, right? All of the things that I just said, by the way, are things that were fully in my control that had nothing to do with somebody else allowing me to speak in their space, by the way. I just listed, and you can go back and listen to it, I just listed a few ways to elevate your authority that are fully under your control. What about other people's spaces? It's just a matter of asking. It's just a matter of going to those Facebook groups where your audience is hanging out and talking to the administrators. And letting them know, hey, would you like me to conduct a free training for your people? Doesn't sound like this is something that you do. I could provide that. What about being on podcasts, right? Go and pitch yourself to podcasts. Like, hey, you haven't talked about monetizing a tiny audience like ever. Do you want me to come and talk about it? I think that would be a good topic. I think your audience would like it, right? So get yourself out of your comfort zone and start acting like you are the authority in your field, wherever they will listen to you. And you can't do that just once, and you can't do it twice, and you can't do it for just a week or two or a month. This is the rest of your life we're talking about. This is, I know that for the rest of the year, regardless of my sales, I'm showing up live on Mondays. 
I am recording my podcast with amazing people. I am pitching myself to podcasts. I'm going to get featured in other places. I'm going to be speaking at conferences. Regardless of what my sales say, that's my plan. So you can't think of these strategies that we just covered as, oh, I need to do them and then I'll get sales. And if I don't get sales, then these things didn't work. No, these things happen in parallel with your sales and they are not dependent on one another. They're related, which is why we're talking about them. But if you do these things consistently, your sales are going to do a lot better. But you can't not do these things because your sales are not coming, if you know what I mean. We got to get out of the mindset that, well, clearly this is not working, so I'm going to stop going live. Clearly this is not working, so I'm going to stop talking to people. Clearly this is not working, so I'm going to stop promoting things. You got to be doing these things regardless of what your sales are. And I promise you by the end of the year, you're going to be in a completely different place in terms of your sales. So let's recap them. First thing you need to be doing to get consistent sales with a small audience is to continuously strive for a meeting your ideal client personally. Number two, always be promoting something. Always have an invitation for people to dive deeper with you. And finally, get out of your comfort zone and start speaking like the authority that you are wherever they'll have you, including your own spaces. Thank you so much for listening. You know that part in this episode that made you go, oh my God, I need to write that down. I want to know what that was. So go over to Instagram and find me at your engagement coach and send me a DM. I want to hear it. And if your business bestie is missing out on all of these juicy strategies, make sure to take a screenshot of the episode and share it to your stories. Remember to tag me so that I can thank you personally for all your support. I'll see you on the next episode.